Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the huddle. We've been talking pro football, college football. Here's a guy that can bring it all into focus and high school football. Steve Walsh grew up, of course, Creighton, Durham Hall, and he um, he went to the University of Miami and uh, won a national championship there. And in so doing, really kind of brought the attention back to Minnesota and created a, a pipeline to the south, at least, where people got a look from the south. He went on and played in the NFL. He's coached in the CFL, IMG Academy, and much more. Now he's coming back home to Creighton, Durham Hall. Steve, thank you for joining Pete Nigerian and I this morning. Uh, no problem. Good, good to be back here, even in the uh, sub-zero <laughs> temperatures we got this week. <laughs> Really? Well, I'll ask you one question about that. For I, I remember in going to, I was covering the Blackhawks and the North Stars. It was like a Sunday night game. And, and the New Orleans Saints were playing the Chicago Bears. We're talking about cold weather games now in the playoffs in January. You were the quarterback of the Saints at that time. Uh, Ditka was coaching the, the Bears. It was still in that vintage. But it was a cold, cold playoff day. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I, uh, it, it was cold, and then the fridge fell on me. And, uh, yes. Shoulders, though. <laughs> People, when I when I tell that story to the to the young kids, they're like, "Who the who's the fridge?" You know. <laughs> but, uh, first, uh, William Refrigerator Perry. So uh, yeah. yes, it was it was cold, uh, hard field, and and I, I paid the price. Pete. Yeah, Steve. I, I, thank you first of all for for coming on with it. We're we're really excited about that. And and what caused you to make the decision that you were uh, obviously you loved Creighton Durham Hall as a player, but what what caused you to say you know what. I'd like to come back to Minnesota, and I'd like to coach this football team. What, what, what was what was some of the thinking behind that? Well, the, you know, first off, it, we were moving back to Minnesota. You know, I had spent over 20 years in, in Florida, and um, we had made the decision to move back to Minnesota, uh, you know, to the Shoreview, North Oaks area where, where I grew up, uh, really to be around my family. And, you know, my parents are in their 80s. And, you know, I, I've not been around much. Obviously, you leave and, and you go on with your adult life and and uh, you come back for the holidays and things like that. But, um, you know, I made the decision. We have a 10-year-old son, my wife and I, and we wanted to give him that experience of having grandma and grandpa around and, and uh, aunts and uncles and cousins. And so we made the decision to move back here. And, um, you know, when that came about, you know, uh, I guess coincidentally there were some opportunities at the high school and, and we started having some discussions, you know, in the, in the meantime, I, you know, was coaching up in, in Ottawa in the CFL, you know, I'd had an offer to return there, but you know, the challenge with the CFL, when you take your 10 year old son out of the country and he goes to school there and then he comes back, it just became a decision really about my family and to be around 
you know, my parents and then to give my son a little bit more stable environment and, and be around family for, for his, you know, schooling and, and everything else. Steve, what do you love about coaching? You've done it now for a lot of years. Uh, you know, I, I love the impact that you can make on young people's lives. And, and, you know, in professional football, you know, in the CFL, the impact, you still can make an impact. I mean, these are adult men and uh, they're playing a game, you know, to, to make money and, and to, to earn a living. Um, and you can impact them by, by helping them play better. And that's when they really respect you. If you're not giving them anything to, to help them play better and help their career, they don't, you know, it's a, it's a little different relationship, but um, you know, they value what you, what you provide to them. You know, when you look at a high school athlete, you know, your impact is going to take a lifetime and uh, you certainly can impact them in the short term and, and, and some of the, the qualities and characteristics that t- it takes to be a high school football player. But those, those life lessons that you, you know, learn from ninth through 12th grade, you know, are going to stick with you for your lifetime. And, and that's, the, that's the wonderful thing about coaching high school football. You know, Steve, I, I tell you what, uh, you are moving back here, and I think you're doing exactly the right thing. And I say that because that's exactly what I did about six years ago, right, Maxie? Mm-hmm. I, I moved back yeah, here that's to right. Minnesota. You know, I was living Take your in kid to Cretan, too, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did indeed. Yeah, my son Cole. And, and I'll tell you, I, we did it for the exact same reason. We wanted to be around family, and you know that there's a limited time, obviously. Um, and so it was a great decision on our part. Uh, you know, it, it was not easy. It's difficult to convince a woman from California, my wife, uh, to move to Minnesota, especially on <laughs> days like today. So, so, And that isn't always the easiest thing in the world. But, hey, by the way, so when you were uh, – you've done a lot of different things. You've coached. You've, you've, you've played everywhere, and IMG and all of that. But – you were also in the path that I've put myself in. You were in, in the banking industry. Tell us a little bit about that and what made you make the decision it wasn't for you or, or you went back into football from that. Sure. So I finished my 11-year career in the NFL, and, and you know, I was kind of hanging around trying to get one more year in and working out. And I, I spent some time down at the University of Miami uh, kind of hanging around, and I thought about the coaching and, and an opportunity to get into coaching you know, presented itself to me right there, you know, a year out of the league. Uh, but I also started thinking about, you know, what, what goes on with a, uh, let's just call it a professional coach, you know, whether it's college, major college or NFL coach, you know, the guys are, you know, they're going to move every few years. And, and, you know, if you get on a fast track where you're really successful, you're going to move up and you're going to, you're going to start bouncing around and dragging your, at the time, my three kids, um, you know, around the country. And, and so I chose to kind of follow my educational background. I was a finance major at Miami and, and I went into mortgage banking and, you know, coincidentally, it was a good decision at the time. Obviously the, the markets uh, were very good, uh, you know, through the early 2000 years. And um, I did that for about eight or nine years, uh, went through a family change, went through a divorce. And um, I decided to get out of that business and, and kind of really pursue my, my, my love, which was back into sports and football. In the meantime, I was also broadcasting. I was doing some some college uh, analyst work um, with a local cable uh, network down there. So I had, I you know, I've, I've kind of done the whole gamut, if you will, around uh, sports. I haven't been an agent yet, but, uh, you know, I do <laughs> get people do asking me advice about different <laughs> things. So anyways, but uh, long story short, it, um, you know, I went in the, in the kind of private industry with the mortgage business and then, um, you know, came back into high school football in 2009. 
Steve Walsh is our guest, of course, uh, quarterback, now coming back to coach. You know, Kirk Cousins is out with the COVID today, uh, COVID conversations every day. Steve, as someone who's been the leader of a team by definition uh, as the quarterback, is it different your responsibility to a team as the quarterback uh, because just the nature of that position? Well, I, I think as it, as it pertains to the, the world we've been living in over the last two years, and I think there's a responsibility. I mean, we, we lived it, um, you know, certainly in 2020, the, the CFL season got canceled because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, Canada has been very rigid about the protocols, and I guess rightfully so. Well, we were able to get th- through the entire season this year, um, but, you know, we talked a lot about it with our team, hey, the responsibility to each other and, and not going off and going to – you know, some house party or going, you know, where you're not supposed to go uh, and, and subjecting yourself and the rest of the team to, you know, the virus and, and the effects that it can have when, when you don't have your best players available. Um, but, you know, this isn't a football thing. This is a life thing. And, uh, you know, many, you know, obviously holidays get affected and, and you, you don't know it's such a strange virus, but there is a responsibility, you know, for every player on, on your team to each other. And, um, you know, you can't fault it because of the, the nature of, of this uh, pandemic that we have going on. But, yes, there's certainly a responsibility, you know, being the leader of, of your offense or, or your team uh, to do everything you can to protect yourself. You know, Maxie, it's amazing because uh, here you've got Steve Walsh, who's a Creighton-Durham Hall guy. And, of, of course, there's a, a lot of success out of that school, Chris Wanky. And I'm curious, mm-hmm. you, you followed up Chris Wanky uh, at IMG. And, and what was that like? What was it like at that sort of a level of high school football uh, for you, Steve? Was that, did it feel like it was another step up, or did it feel like you were back home with, uh, at Creighton-Durham Hall? No, it was, it was definitely a step up. It, it was, uh, so I, you know, Chris, when he got that job down there, and he had had the job for a little bit, but then they started the high school team, and him and I started having discussions. So I actually went over there. I took our team from West Palm Beach over there and played them. And uh, I think I went over there with like 27 guys. And um, at the end of the game, and we, we were playing them pretty good. We had, we had a really dynamic good player and, and I think we had the lead going into the third quarter and then we ended up losing by 20 but uh, I remember uh, looking over the bench and we needed a defensive end and there wasn't a lot of guys with their heads up because uh, Bo Scar- Scarborough was the uh, running back from IMG and and uh, he had these two tree trunks of legs and looked like uh, uh, young Earl Campbell uh, but um, it was it was hard to get somebody out there but yeah so I, I knew you know who they were and, and obviously you know Chris did a great job at IMG's really putting them on the map. And then, you know, I kind of followed up and, and, uh, you know, as a director of the program, you know, they, they, I, I wasn't coaching the head coach of the team, but certainly helped assemble that team. And, and, you know, it's in Kellen Mond, of course, uh, was our quarterback my last year there and, and a uh, great, great young man and, and uh, wish him a lot of luck. But, you know, obviously a lot of these guys now are sprinkled all over the NFL and, and um, you know, so it's fun to, fun to be part. It was fun to be part of that. But, yeah, that was a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Mike Lehan from Osseo High School played for the Gophers just accepted the job. He's going to help run that school, the IMG Academy, uh, starting wow. in about uh, two weeks. Well, I talked to him the other day sure. about it. Kind of interesting. Steve, one last question for me, and I'll let Pete have the last one. But Jimmy Johnson went into the Hall of Fame. You played for him twice at Miami and at Dallas. Who is Jimmy? We see him on TV. What does he like to play for uh, from a player's standpoint? Well, he, he was great because he, you know, he just flat out said, listen, um, do I play favorites? 
hell yes, I play favorites. You do what you're supposed to do. And in, co- in college, it was you go to class and you you be respectful and don't cause problems. You know, you do what you're supposed to do, and I'm going to protect you. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're kind of on your own. So he, he kind of just sure. laid it on the line right there. And, and it, you know, it was kind of in the NFL is the same thing. Obviously, you know, pro football is a production business. You don't produce, you're, you're going to be out of a job. And, and uh, he understood that. Um, but Jimmy was a masterful uh, motivator. He, he, you know, he's a psychology major in college, and he was able to push buttons and the right buttons on so many people. He knew what, uh, what motivated guys. And, you know, you know as, I, as I look back over my you know, college and NFL career, and I played for you know, five different head coaches, you know, I, t- I take some, something from every one of them. Um, and you know, they, they certainly formed me as a coach, and Jimmy Johnson was a big part of that. Steve, both of us have, have played with Vinny Testaverde. You were uh, backing him up when you first got down there, and then you had your national titles and all. But have you ever seen a specimen like Vinny in your entire life, Maxie? <laughs> this guy is unbelievable. Steve, what did you think? Uh, you were on the same team, obviously. What did you think of Vinny? Well, you know, of course, there's this uh, skinny uh, skinny kid from St. Paul uh, going down. Bro, well, first of all, there was a lot of uh, – specimen down at Miami that was, that was a <laughs> group of uh, athletes and and, uh, and so going down there and this kind of very lean not not a lot of muscle kid from from Minnesota and I and I eventually I just kept you know chopping away chopping away and doing my thing but yeah to, to look out there and see Vinny and you know his athleticism his arm strength and you know through the a beautiful football that never wobbled uh, and then I'm going, I got to follow him, you know, it's, it's not, not such a great task, but what I did know is I had great people around me and the, you know, I knew it. And then the coaches knew I knew that, and they knew I would spread the ball, you know, to guys like, you know, Michael Irvin and, and Brett Perriman and, uh, uh, Benny blade or Brian, uh, Brian blades, Melvin Brown, all these guys that went on and had, you know, really good careers in the NFL. And, and, um, you know, they knew I, I knew the offense inside and out, and they knew that they could depend on me. And that's, you know, that's, uh, I always say, you know, ability is not the only ability. Dependability, especially as a, a quarterback, is, is critical. For sure. Hey, Steve, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I remember, in fact, I visited Wanky down there one time, and, and Vinny was working out there long after his career. And I said, why is he working out here? He says he just wants to challenge himself to see if he can maintain the NFL offseason workout. So he must have been programmed that way, I guess. Yeah, he, he's he's a machine. I'm gonna I'm gonna see him shortly. We're gonna get back to Florida and play a little golf. Oh, please Steve, thank you so much, so much and welcome Steve. home. Yeah. And thanks for giving us some time this morning. Thanks, guys. Thank Pete. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.